Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 99 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple interesting incidents that happen at dollar stores, some discount dilemmas, if you will. It's going to be wonderful, as per usual. I got some exciting stuff going on this month. I'm co-hosting with my pal Esther on her podcast, Once Upon a Crime. We're doing three episodes together. One's out already. It came out on April 3rd. Uh, There'll be two more on the 17th and 24th, I believe. A lot of fun. We talk crazy petty crimes. We even make up a few stories and try and trick each other in a segment called Fake or Felony. And you know how much I love games. It's the best. We got some other cool stuff lined up. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, it'll definitely be worth checking out. So if you want to hear us, go over to Esther's channel, subscribe to her show. It's wonderful. Once again, it's called Once Upon a Crime. I've really enjoyed getting to hang with her this month. It's been awesome. Okay, what do you say we get a couple jokes in, then move on with the show, shall we? Now, you guys may not know this about me, but I've been getting real spiritual lately. And as part of my path to enlightenment, I now buy all of my toilet paper from the dollar store. Yeah, I really find it helps me get in touch with my inner self. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) It's so cheap it rips, then I end up with my fingers in my butthole. <laughs> oh, dear. Ah, sorry about that one. Uh, let's find a more wholesome joke here. Ah, why do chickens make good dollar store employees? Because whenever you ask them the price of something, they always say, Buck! Buck, buck, buck! Alright everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry my friends, it doesn't smell in here anymore. I just got a great deal on a bunch of air fresheners. Hope you like pine needles. Episode number 99, Dollar Days. I love shopping at my local dollar store. I'm in Canada, eh? So the popular chain over here is called Dollarama. I can quickly pop into Dollarama and get a pair of sunglasses, a frisbee, and some snacks for like five bucks. 
not too shabby. They may not be items of the highest quality, but you sure as hell can't beat those prices. My only complaint is they never seem to have enough cashiers. I'm not a fan of standing in line making small talk with the other discount divas, but other than that, my experiences at the Dollarama have all been pretty positive. The key players in these upcoming stories definitely cannot say the same. Our first story takes us to DeLand, which is a city in Florida with a population of approximately 38,000 people. DeLand is the county seat of Volusia County and is about 34 miles north of beautiful sunny Orlando. We're not going to go deep into the history of this city or its crime rate or anything. It's Florida. It's got some crazy people. You get the point. Our incident takes place at the Dollar General, which is a bargain retail chain selling a range of household goods, groceries, beauty products, and more. Oh, so much more. This particular Dollar General is at 2531 North Woodland Boulevard. This location has a 4.1 star average from 246 Google reviews. Let's check a couple of them out to hear from the people. Tammy had a one-star experience four years ago and says... The cashiers are great, but the manager is rude, mean, and stands at the register talking trash about regular customers that she thinks are not up to her standards. Well, la-dee-da. Nothing's worse than a snooty supervisor, especially one that thinks they're upper class at a freaking dollar store. (laughs) Unreal. Layla, two years ago, was very pleased with her five-star experience. Quote, great store, close to home. We call it the Dollar Store Mall. Clean and all the employees are helpful. Keep up the great work, everyone. And finally, Paul B. dished out three stars and said, Rough neighborhood. Store looks as rough as the neighborhood, but it is in the process of getting it right. Two thumbs up for trying to improve under the circumstances. Freezers and coolers were well stocked and the cashier was quite pleasant. The store stays busy, and due to the neighborhood, the hours are adjusted to 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. This makes it easier for morning commuters to stop before work instead of paying higher convenience store prices. Interesting. So we find out it's in a bit of a rough neighborhood, but they're trying. And yeah, dollar stores are much better for those cheap snacks than convenience stores. I usually grab stuff there before I head out to catch a flick at the theater even. actually did that the other day. We snuck in some snacks to the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was amazing. Back to our story here, it's October 24th, 2022, so only about five months ago. It's a Monday night around 8pm, and one of the dollar store employees, well, he was on his lunch break. This man chose to keep his name out of the papers, so for story flow's sake, we'll call him Ray. Ray was eating his sandwich along with an ice-cold Pepsi. Pepsi, gotta have it. I think that was their slogan like 30 years ago. Not sure what it is today. Pepsi, by the way, not a sponsor of the show, unfortunately. Anywho, Ray is enjoying his lunch. That would be one of the many perks of working at the dollar store, I imagine. The easy access to delicious food and beverages to snack on during breaks. Ray is balls deep into his lunch here when nature calls. He goes to use the washroom, then comes back and takes a sip of his tasty beverage. He then proceeds to spew it all over the table. WTF? That tastes like poison. Oh my god. Someone most definitely tampered with his drink while it sat unattended. Ray would later say he panicked and called 911. I'd hardly call that panicking. 
What would his other move be? To call the Poison Control Center? When law enforcement arrives at 8.20 p.m., they talk to Ray, and he already has a suspect in mind. The janitor. A dude he's had beef with lately. They haven't seen eye to eye, and he thinks the man may be harboring a grudge. Not a bad suspect, considering his Pepsi tasted like cleaning products. Some may argue that's always the flavor of Pepsi, but I disagree. I love that burning sensation in the back of my throat when I'm sipping on a sudsy soda. It's like swallowing liquid gold, baby. When deputies pour over the footage from security cameras, they catch a man pouring bleach over Ray's Pepsi can. And that man is 48-year-old Jerome Ellis, the janitor. Ray was right. It was the janitor in the break room with a bottle of bleach. Sounds like a bad game of Clue. In this footage, Jerome brought the can of Pepsi behind the counter. He could then be seen pouring bleach in the vicinity of the can, also spitting into it. Savage. And then he wiped the brim of the beverage with a paper towel, trying to cover his tracks. After that, he walked back to the table and placed the Pepsi back with Ray's lunch, like nothing ever happened. Police sat down with Jerome for questioning, and he denied the whole thing at first. Then he said that he spilled some cleaning solution on the table, so maybe that's why the Pepsi had the essence of bleach in it. When police told him they saw the footage and it would be in his best interest to fess up, he did just that. He knew they had him dead to rights, so that's when he started to play the victim. A police report states that Jerome put cleaning solution around the brim of Ray's drink because he was being difficult to work with and always brushing up against him in the store aisles. And this was how he got back at him. I mean, hey, it could have happened. Those aisles aren't the widest. I could definitely picture Ray bumping Jerome with his belly into the shelving, knocking over some puzzles or banging him into a rack of sunglasses. Regardless, if there was an issue, this sounds like something they should have taken up with management or settled it in the parking lot like real men. This lapse in judgment was unfortunate for Jerome, as up to this point he had no criminal record to speak of in his almost 50 years on this earth. And now he was a fella facing some felonies. Those would be poisoning of food, water, or medicine with intent to kill or injure, and destroying or tampering with physical evidence. Ray would make a full recovery. I don't think he really ingested much, if any of that concoction. As soon as it hit his taste buds, he spewed it all over the break room floor. He declined medical treatment, and it was business as usual at the old dollar store. Jerome is still tangled up in court proceedings, but I think it's safe to say he lost his job. Certainly a discount dilemma for our boy. Let's check out the New York Post comment section for some reactions. That's a new one. We'll see if these commenters have more to offer than the Daily Mail dumbasses. Probably not. David says... People today are insane. This one got caught. How many more are getting away with it? Hmm, that's something to ponder. Uh, there was also a lot of COVID comments as well. Well, at least he won't get COVID now. Maybe he was trying to cure him of COVID. If the bleach drinker had been vaccinated, this was a booster. Otherwise, just the first dose. And the list goes on and on. Janet adds, people have just become sick in the head. She's right, but this is nothing new. And finally, finally, we get an intelligent, thought-provoking comment from Simone Undefined. She says, I like shopping at Dollar General. Me too, Simone. Me too. All right, good stuff. It wasn't a bad little attempt at revenge, in my opinion, from Janitor Jerome. But it is true, there are cameras everywhere. Hard to get away with an act like that these days. We often say with technology, it's an invasion of our privacy. 
But hey, in some situations like this one, it protects us. It protected Ray, so sometimes the good guys benefit from this sort of thing. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary. Which is great if you're a person like me, who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal fifty and use code excuse me that's illegal fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code excuse me that's illegal fifty at factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal fifty to get fifty percent off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you got to do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Moving along here, let's dig into story number two. And this one involves the customers, not the employees. So let's head on over to Hamden, which is a town in Connecticut with a population of 60,000 plus people. The town's nickname is Land of the Sleeping Giant. Interesting. I had to look into that further, and according to ConnecticutHistory.org, they say, quote, The town of Hamden lies between two trap rock formations that constitute its northern and southern borders. While East Rock is well known to local residents as the towering hills viewable to the south, Hamden's most famous geological landmark lies to its north. The unique ridge that runs east to west just six miles north of New Haven is known as Sleeping Giant for its resemblance, from a distance, to a recumbent person. End quote. We aren't going to be hanging out with any sleeping giants, but we will be visiting a different landmark in Hamden, the Family Dollar, which is a discount store located at 1245 Dick Swell Avenue. That street name sounds rude when I say it, but I assure you it's not. It's one word, 
D-I-X-W-E-L-L. Dixwell. Yep, still sounds rude coming out of my mouth. Anyway, this place gets a four-star average from 112 Google reviews. Let's check out a couple. Felicia is stingy, only dishing out two stars. Cashier's not that friendly. Discount stuff is not that discounted. And the discounted stuff is always messes. Okay, girl, we hear ya. And TCT gives three stars and says, Don't be fooled by the name. Family Dollar is not actually an all-dollar store. Although there are a lot of things that you can buy for a dollar, unfortunately, most of the things in the store cost anywhere from $2.50 and up. Unfortunately, that comes with inflation, bro. Most dollar stores are hiking up their prices. They have to, or they'll go out of business. Okay, let's get into this incident here. It all happened on a Saturday afternoon, July 16th, 2022, at 3.15 p.m. What's interesting about this one is our softcore slime ball doesn't even technically make it into the store. Joshua Murray, aged 25, well, he starts off as a gentleman. He prepares to enter the family dollar, maybe to buy an oven mitt, or perhaps a chew toy for his dog or a spatula. The possibilities are endless, really. So he opens the door, and he sees a couple young ladies on their way out. So he holds the door for them, and they walk through. That's nice. And they say chivalry is dead. Pretty insignificant scene, right? You're probably thinking, Leroy, brah, why are you even mentioning this? Well, these two young ladies, for whatever reason, maybe they were deep in conversation, but they forget to thank Joshua. In fact, they don't even acknowledge this man's presence. How rude. And Joshua can't seem to let this one slide. So what does he do? Clear his throat loudly? <clears throat> Lecture them about manners? Nope. Either of those reactions would have made perfect sense, though, given the circumstances, and I think we'd all be Team Joshua. Instead, his reaction is so over the top, it leaves everyone scratching their heads. He pulls a gun on the women and points it right at them. He starts screaming obscenities at them, too, and at the other customers outside the store. Yikes. Then he kind of has an oh shit moment, realizing the situation is getting way out of hand, and he hightails it out of there. The police are called to the scene, obviously, and all the witnesses describe what they, um, well, what they just witnessed. An armed and dangerous loose cannon of a man with a quick temper who is now roaming the streets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But let's slow it down here for a second. Take a time out and discuss something. Yes, Josh is armed. And yes, if provoked, he's also dangerous. Yes, he grossly overreacted. And yes, he was probably up to no good that day too. But let's not give these women a free pass. And let's not forget that if they had just given Josh a friendly nod and or a quick thank you, like any other half-decent person, this whole silly messed up scene wouldn't have even happened. You don't know what the people you come in contact with are capable of or what they have going on in their lives, so let's do our best to be kind and treat them with some respect. Acknowledge that they at least exist. You know what I'm saying? At least in this case. I don't know. Some people are just creeps and they're... They're good to ignore, but if they're holding the door for you, a quick thank you. You know, that would suffice. Okay, that's the end of that rant. A police search for Joshua, and it doesn't take them long to find him. He's chilling on Helen Street, which is just a couple blocks over. When officers search him, they find the gun. They take him into custody after he puts up a bit of a fight. And Joshua is charged with carrying a pistol without a permit, breach of peace, and interfering with an officer. 
All because he didn't get a thank you for holding a damn door. Can you believe it? Let's hit up that New York Post comment section yet again and see what the people think. Alright. And with over 150 comments, it's getting wild up in there. And I was actually kind of surprised. Lots of Joshua supporters here. Well, sort of. Mary Lulu says, When you do an act of kindness, you should not expect recognition for it. Knowing you are doing something nice or doing the right thing should be enough. And yeah, she's so right there. Couldn't agree more. Kindness is its own reward. The real Larry B. agrees too, but adds that there are actions for our consequences. He says, True, but if you spit in somebody's eye in return of consideration, you may do it to the wrong person. This is real life, and there may be consequences for disrespecting the wrong person slash persons. True dad. Skull Smasher seems a little jaded. He quips, Way back in the early 90s, I had numerous women tell me that they didn't need a man to open a door. Since then, I don't do it anymore, unless they are older women. Carolyn replies, I was never one of those. I appreciate it when anyone holds the door for me, man or a woman. I, in turn, hold the door for others. And Big Steve says, screw him. I still hold doors and get smiles and a thank you. Love it. Let's put a bow on this one with a comment from CJK. They say, A thank you would have been nice from the woman, but certainly a costly overreaction on Joshua's part. Yep, I think that is a painfully obvious statement, but certainly one we can all agree on. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 99, Dollar Days. Just another friendly reminder to stay vigilant, my friends. Crime can literally happen anywhere, even a freaking dollar store. All right, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. This confession comes in from a listener named Maggie. And she says, I just adore all the poop stories you do. They always make me giggle, and it was a pleasant surprise to get a bonus one with the golf pooper episode. I thank you. Typically, you designate the fecal matters to the year-end episodes. My theory is the golf hole pooper is a disgruntled ex-employee, by the way. And I'll tell you why. I actually have a poopy story of my own, and while I wasn't the poopetrator in this story, I was a witness. When I worked at McDonald's as a teenager, we used to get away with a lot. We'd have food fights on weekends when we were closing. I'd eat a Big Mac, sometimes two every shift. You would have loved it, Leroy. But we had one guy working there named Paul who took it too far. There was a time and place to misbehave. We all still worked hard, except Paul. He didn't get that workplace balance. He'd show up late for shifts, sometimes didn't come in at all. He'd take an excessive amount of smoke breaks, swear at the managers. You know the type. He left early one night. While we were all cleaning up, didn't even say a word to anybody. And that was the last straw. The next day, when he came in for his shift, they fired his ass. I was kind of sad, not because I liked him, but he made the rest of us look good. Here's where it gets messy. On Paul's way out, he yelled, I don't want to work here anyways. This place is a shithole. He then proceeded to loosen his belt, pull down his pants, and take a giant dump in the doorway. 
He gave management one final F.U. with both middle fingers in the air, then ran away laughing maniacally. It was pretty epic. That was the last time I saw Paul. He was an emotional guy, a hothead. If he was more disciplined, strategic in his ways, I could see him pooping in front of that McDonald's for years, like the golf course guy. Sadly, instead his pooping incident was a one and done. Love the show, Leroy. Keep up the good work. Maggie. Awesome. Thank you, Maggie. And that's a fantastic theory. Paul sounds all right, but yeah, like you said, perhaps not as disciplined as the golf course pooper. That guy's playing the long game, getting up early in the morning, riding his bike to the golf course, and shitting in the holes for years. That takes a certain level of commitment and discipline. Paul is more spontaneous, just drops his drawers right in front of everyone. And to shit on command like that, with an audience, I gotta say, he's got my respect. Not everyone can do that. Sometimes I can't even pee when there's a guy next to me at the urinal. So thanks again, Maggie. And if you'd like to hear your petty crime confession on the air, send me a voicemail or just email your story to excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. I always love hearing from you guys. Okay, Patreon, gotta mention it. If you'd like to throw your boy some extra support for the price of a Big Mac a month, come join the Neighborhood Watch. You'll get some kick-ass bonus content and ad-free episodes along with peace of mind in knowing you're helping me chase my dreams and becoming a full-time podcaster. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal to join. There's a link in the show notes. PayPal donations can be made. Links to the private Facebook group, TikTok, Instagram, and all that are also in the show notes, along with my sources for this episode. Alrighty then, that's all I got for you for now. But come meet me back here in 10 days, and I'll happily serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.